to have these episodes called very special episodes. These were episodes where characters on the show would deal with some sort of issue, usually a social issue, things that were generally not funny. These episodes have developed a reputation over the years as being ham-handed or silly in retrospect. But at the time when you were watching them, they could be downright terrifying. There is a two-part episode of Different Strokes that involves a child predator. This is a difficult subject to tackle in any show, but to put it on a sitcom is especially challenging. Now, I'd like to tell everyone that they should stop listening to this show and go and watch these episodes that they're perhaps hard-hitting. That's difficult to do because... The effect of very special episodes has diminished. That is why people like to make fun of them now. And the reason they are diminished is the availability of broader, probably more disturbing or certainly more dramatic programming. Things that make a very censored episode that's trying to deal with a hard-hitting issue seem tame or uninformed by comparison. Because of the limitations of technology at the time, it created a natural firewall against content. If you wanted to see something in the 80s and you didn't have money for cable television or a VHS, you couldn't get it. It wasn't available. So network television were the gatekeepers for this subject matter. And so very special episodes resonated more. Sometimes they do transcend the era they're in, but nothing you see on a very special episode of any programming is potentially as jarring as something you couldn't find through a quick search on your phone. I often think about how much easier it was to mind what kids consumed before the proliferation of technology. It was a different time. It's hard to look back at these episodes and feel nostalgia for TV that dealt with uncomfortable issues, but there's a certain innocence to the way they try to treat it that makes things much more entry level. So perhaps even more suitable than material that's produced nowadays. On today's show, I'd like to talk to you about the TV show Different Strokes, a show that was controversial in its time, but was very well received and was on for many seasons. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera. We'll talk about the changes over the seasons. Metagirl is back with another top five list and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
Different Strokes is a sitcom that aired on the NBC network from November 3rd, 1978 to May 4th, 1985. Then it moved to the ABC network from September 27th, 1985 to March 7th, 1986. The plot is pretty straightforward. Two young African-American boys, Arnold and Willis Jackson, played by Gary Coleman and Todd Bridges, are adopted by a rich white widower named Philip Drummond, played by Conrad Bain, after their mother, who was Drummond's housekeeper, passes away. They come to live with Drummond in his penthouse apartment with his series of housekeepers and his daughter Kimberly, played by Dana Plata. The show was created by Jeff Harris and Bernie Kukoff. Kukoff and Harris worked on a bunch of things. Together, they're probably most famous for Different Strokes and the 1984 film Johnny Dangerously. Harris passed away in 2004. Bernie Kukoff produced and wrote for many more TV shows, including The Cosby Show. The show's origin really revolves around two people, Gary Coleman and Conrad Bain. Gary Coleman was an adorable kid, had done a series of advertisements, a couple of small roles, and was signed on to do a TV show. At the same time, Conrad Bain was on a very well-received sitcom, Maud, starring B. Arthur, which started in 1972. Bain had signed on to Maud with the expectation that when the show ended, he would get his own TV show. Gary Coleman had signed on to do what would be a Little Rascals reboot. The Little Rascals, or Our Gang, were a series of films that starred little kids, which was also made into a 1994 motion picture. The Little Rascals project fell through, and since both of them needed a show, they decided to pair the two. And the original concept was called 45 Minutes from Harlem, which was being pitched to ABC at the time, and would have been set in a mansion in Westchester County, which is outside of New York City. At this point, there was no older brother. This concept of a rich person adopting two children is not unusual. There was a TV show called Family Affair, in that a rich older man adopts two children, and they have a housekeeper. It's a good plot that could create drama and humor at the same time. The difference between a family affair and different strokes was that it was a biracial sitcom. This did not go over well with a lot of people, and the TV show received a lot of hate mail. What seemed to offend people the most was the display of affection between Mr. Drummond and the children. Fortunately, those letters fell on deaf ears, and the show continued. The title of the show derives from the popular expression, different strokes for different folks. Now, I've heard this term before, and I've always wondered where it came from. I thought it was old. As it turns out, it might have derived from a person who actually made an appearance on Different Strokes. In 1979, Muhammad Ali made an appearance in the seventh episode of the second season, in an episode entitled Arnold's Hero. The champ, in a 1966 interview, was explaining his boxing style. He said, I don't have any big punch. I just hit a man so many times, he wished I had a punch. I got different strokes for different folks. Now, people have tried to find 
where Ali got this from, but before Muhammad Ali said this, there was no mention. And since Ali had a real gift for a turn of phrase, this term might have come from him. At least it wasn't appearing in print before he said it, but boy would it appear in print many times after he said it. In fact, in 1974, Volkswagen used it, saying there are different Volks for different folks. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ever see a Sunday smile? You, you're the one. You, with that Sunday smile. You, you're the one. You make it all worthwhile. Vanilla swirls with hot fudge. Strawberry caramel too. That's how we're making sure we got a Sunday smile for you. At McDonald's, we got a smile for you. And now, back to the show. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about the cast, starting with Arnold Jackson, who was played by Gary Wayne Coleman. Coleman passed away in 2010, was an actor, one of the highest paid child actors for his time. Coleman got the role because not only was he adorable as a kid, but he had great comic timing and a good delivery. He was talented, and unfortunately, some people, when they're talented, it goes to their head, and there are a lot of stories, especially if you read Todd Bridges' autobiography, where he talks about how bad things had gotten on the set with Coleman. Having watched the show, though, you could see that this actor is carrying the entire show, and that's got to be difficult for a child to process. As proof of Coleman's kind of innate genius, he had changed his line from what are you talking about, Willis, to what you talking about, Willis, in the very first episode of the show. And the audience loved it. This is one of those instances where a catchphrase around a character would come to define them, and unfortunately would come to define Coleman to the point where that's all they wanted him to say. So later in life, even though this was something people wanted him to do, he was very reluctant to do it. To give you an idea of how popular this character was, they had considered creating a spin-off series for Arnold Jackson that would have been just called Arnold, which would have focused on his life at school. But this was dropped because they thought, probably rightfully so, that this would dilute the appeal of the main series. But even the fact that they considered that shows you the popularity of this character. Conrad Bain played Philip Drummond. Bain passed away in 2013. Different strokes is what we all remember him for. But, as I said, he was on the TV show Maud, which was groundbreaking for the time. And that did set the stage for him to play Philip Drummond. And he is the only cast member to appear in every episode of Different Strokes. Over the course of the show, we do learn a bit about Mr. Drummond. We learned he inherited money, and he had a company called Trans Allied Inc. Fun fact, Conrad Bain had a twin brother named Bonar Bain, and he would make appearances on shows including an appearance on Different Strokes, where he plays one of Mr. Drummond's Dutch relatives. Todd Bridges played Willis Jackson. Bridges is the only surviving member of the original main cast. In more modern times, he had a regularly recurring role on Everybody Hates Chris. I met Bridges at a comic book convention, and his lane was very quiet, so I had a couple of minutes to talk to him. At that point, he really seemed to appreciate anyone who was a fan of the show and didn't rush me away when we were talking. Very nice guy. Dana Plato played Kimberly Drummond. 
Plato passed away in 1999. She was not on the series for its entire run. Plato got pregnant in 1984, and they decided to write her out of the show instead of making her character pregnant, which she talked about with the writers of the show. She would return for guest appearances on the show after that, but would never be a regular again. In the 70s, Plato worked on a lot of TV shows. Unfortunately, her personal life seemed to be very messy, and she struggled with drugs and alcohol, which led to her dying at just 34 years of age. The show would have three housekeepers. The first one was Charlotte Ray as Edna Garrett, probably the most famous of the three. Charlotte Ray would be picked to be a part of a spin-off show of Different Strokes, a show I've also covered on a podcast, The Facts of Life. She only took that role when promised that if it failed, she would be brought back to Different Strokes. Facts of Life did not fail, so she stayed there. Charlotte Ray a very talented actor, brought on for her comic timing. If you watch early Different Strokes, it's constant jokes and zingers from her. She is the comic relief on a show filled with comic relief. When she left, she was replaced by Nedra Valls, who played Adelaide Brubaker. Valls passed away in 2003, not only worked on Different Strokes, but worked on other shows like All in the Family and The Dukes of Hazzard. When Mrs. Garrett had left, they didn't seem to know what they were going to do. Voles was brought in for this housekeeping role, but was never given main cast credit. At the same time, they also brought in an actor, Dodie Goodman, to play Drummond's sister, Sophia. This wouldn't last, and in 1982, Mary Jo Catlett was brought in as the new housekeeper, Pearl Gallagher. Catlett had worked on Broadway Before landing on Different Strokes, she also had a lot of roles on television shows in the 70s. If you are a watcher of TV now, you have heard her voice. She plays Mrs. Puff on the cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants. There's a lot more cast members, so I'm going to move through these as quickly as possible. Shavar Ross played Arnold's best friend, Dudley Ramsey. Dixie Carter would come in as the love interest as Maggie McKinney Drummond for one season. Dixie Carter, you might know more famously for her role on the TV show Designing Women as Julia Sugarbaker. She would leave the show, I believe often having disagreements with Gary Coleman, and be replaced by Marianne Mobley, who would become the very same character. Even though she had been on the show as one of Arnold's teachers, Ms. Osborne, earlier on in the second season of the show. And Ms. Osborne had even dated Mr. Drummond. But now she was back as Maggie McKinney Drummond, number two. Marianne Mobley was a former Miss America in 1959. When Maggie McKinney married Philip Drummond, she already had a kid, Sam McKinney, who was played by Danny Cooksey. The addition of Sam is largely considered by fans to be the moment when the TV show jumped the shark. He's the scrappy-doo of different strokes, I guess, even though I like scrappy-doo a great deal. Cooksey was fine. He got to play the role that originally was occupied by Gary Coleman, the younger brother, and this allowed Gary Coleman to start playing the older brother in the show and mentoring his little younger brother. Other notable people who appeared on the show include Rosalind Chow, who played Miss Chung, Stephen Mond as Robbie Jason, and Janet Jackson as Charlene Dupre, who was Willis's girlfriend. One character who we never see on the show was this bully that haunted Arnold named the Gooch. And I always love when a character never makes an appearance on the show, but is referred to constantly. 
and I'm really glad that they never cast anyone as the Gooch on the show. As a kid, one of the things I was always obsessed with was the living space that characters occupied on a show. The penthouse in Different Strokes was one of my favorites because I couldn't believe that this was an apartment in a city. It had multiple floors. It had all this marble. It had a hot tub. We do find out that Mr. Drummond pays $3,500 a month for this apartment, which would be the equivalent of $12,500 today. They lived on the 30th floor. And in the first season, you actually get to see where this building is. It's at 900 Park Avenue on the northwest corner of East 79th Street, which is on New York City's Upper East Side. Real nice neighborhood. Now here's Metagirl with the top five episodes of Different Strokes. Five, four, three, two, one. Greetings, retro fans. This is Metagirl bringing you the top five episodes from the classic sitcom Different Strokes. At number five is season three, episode 10, Count Your Blessings. Arnold wants to be tall and tries a regimen of stretching exercises and a change of diet to speed his growth. After a doctor's exam reveals that he will only grow to be five feet, he's devastated. To help Arnold accept himself, Mr. Drummond arranges for a business associate's daughter, who uses a wheelchair, to show Arnold how fortunate he really is. Number four is season one, episode 24, The Girls' School. This final episode of the first season of Different Strokes was also the pilot for the successful spin-off, The Facts of Life. Kimberly asks Mrs. Garrett to help her sew costumes for a play at her boarding school, the Eastlake School for Girls, later called Eastland on The Facts of Life. Mrs. Garrett agrees to help, puts on a successful play, takes on the school's pushy principal, and solves a problem for another student. Mrs. Garrett is asked to stay on as a dormitory house mother at the school, but says she'd rather keep working for the Drummonds. For more fun facts about the facts of life, listen to the Retroist 2014 podcast about the show, episode 156. Number three is season three, episode nine, First Love. With his grades down, Mr. Drummond bans Willis from seeing his first love, Charlene, played by Janet Jackson, who portrays the character in 10 episodes between 1980 and 84. Undeterred, Willis and Arnold devise a scheme they're sure will satisfy both father and son. At number two is the season three two-parter, episodes one and two, The Bank Job. Wanting to impress Tootie with his riches on their first real date, Arnold heads to the bank with his dad and Willis to get some cash, but two bank robbers force a change of plans when they attempt their own felonious withdrawal. Mr. Drummond offers himself and his company plane in order to protect Arnold and Willis, but their future hangs in the balance when the robbers announce their own very different choice of hostages. In the end, quick thinking by Arnold and Mr. Drummond saves the day. And the number one episode of Different Strokes is the very special two-parter from season five, episodes 16 and 17, The Bicycle Man. Arnold and Dudley fall victim to Mr. Horton, played by WKRP in Cincinnati's Gordon Jump, who lures young boys to his bicycle shop with free bike gear, pizza, ice cream, and wine. Before long, the boys are shirtless, playing Tarzan, and posing for pictures. Later, caught in a lie about his booze breath, Arnold spills the beans about what's been happening. Mr. Drummond calls the cops who get to the bike shop just in time to prevent a more severe form of abuse from being inflicted on Dudley. And there you have it, the Retroist's top five episodes of the original television series, 
different strokes. Until next time, List fans, this has been Metagirl. Thanks, Metagirl. The show would be well-received, and over the eight seasons it was on the air, would have various cast changes. It went through what I see as a very natural part of 80 sitcoms. As characters matured, they would get away from these very simple situation comedies, instead want to deal with more issues. And as Gary Coleman got older and his character aged, he wanted juicier parts. During season six, ratings had started to flag, and as the show went into its seventh season, despite changes of adding Dixie Carter and Cooksey, the show's ratings didn't improve. And in the spring of 1985, NBC officially canceled different strokes. At this point, ABC decided to pick up the show for an eighth season, and it was moved over to ABC, and it would run on Friday nights with a now-updated credits and a new theme song that is much more modern for the time. It was at this point that Dixie Carter decided to not make the move. The ratings weren't amazing, but according to Bridges, the show could have made it for another season, but Coleman and his agents couldn't come to a consensus on what Coleman should make for another season. But according to Coleman, the concept and the show were just tired, and it was time for it to end. During that eighth season, they did create a new theme song, but most people will remember it for this. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. That was written by Alan Thicke, Al Burton, and Gloria Loring. Alan Thicke would himself go on to sitcom fame, playing Dr. Seaver on the 1985 sitcom Growing Pains. Before that, though, he was generating sitcom theme gold. If you're interested in what the eighth season theme sounded like, here it is. It's just not as good. I love shared universes on TV shows and different strokes actually has multiple connections. There's the obvious one of the Facts of Life, where the character of Mrs. Garrett goes to a girls' boarding school. There would be crossovers between those two shows. There was a crossover episode in Hello, Larry, that revealed that Philip Drummond and the character of Larry Alder, played by McLean Stevenson, were army buddies, and that Mr. Drummond had bought the company that owned the radio station where Larry worked. In addition to those two shows, there was also a crossover with the TV show Silver Spoons. Later on, Coleman would make appearances in two TV shows, Married with Children and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so, theoretically, perhaps all of these shows are joined in some way. If you've watched the show, you might have seen different strokes in reruns. It has been running almost nonstop since the show went into syndication. Fortunately, they also released the show on DVD, although it was a long, slow process to get it all released. Starting in 2004, the eighth season wasn't released until 2018. If you want to watch it online, they do post it on places like YouTube from time to time. Those get taken down quickly, but it is available to stream via Stars. So if you want to watch it for the first time or rewatch it for the millionth time, it is available in many formats. Different Strokes is an interesting show 
it's very much of its time. And a lot of its humor can be a bit dated. And let's face it, a lot of that dated humor can make people uncomfortable. But it was groundbreaking in a lot of ways for its time and challenged people's expectation of what they could expect to see on TV. But the real story behind the show are the child actors that we could learn a lot of painful lessons from. Coleman was at the top of the world, and his career went down in flames, and he was left with very little of what he earned. Dana Plato, unfortunately, suffered from substance abuse issues and passed away way too early. Bridges himself had substance abuse problems and has a criminal record. You hear that cases like this have had an effect on the entertainment industry. And one hopes that if there is some tragedy behind the scenes, that at least something good comes from it. Different Strokes is a very entertaining show with actors of all ages at the top of their careers. It has its share of special episodes, but it also delivers laughs. And it's a very interesting time capsule that captures what was going on in pop culture in the late 70s leading into the 80s. If you've never seen Different Strokes and you're looking for a TV show that's light, and interesting, why not check it out? If you haven't watched it in a long time, I suggest you go back to it. It's great comfort television filled with very talented people that's worthy of your time. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at retroist.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at Peachy at Retroist.com. Thanks to Metagirl for another great top five list. If you'd like to get in contact with Metagirl, you can email her at Metagirl at Retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Whatever are you talking about, Willis? This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.